0: Good, good morning. Amen. Good morning. Uh, we're going to be back into the book of Exodus today. I think we're going to run between chapters 4 and, and 6 and kind of run through some of this real quick. Uh, uh, if I were going to title this uh, this morning, I think I would call it uh, Scrambling with God. I know that's what it feels like. So I've been thinking a lot about uh, mountains uh, lately, uh especially the idea of comparing our our good times in life with mountaintops. In uh, uh, Psalm 121 it reads that we are and I'm going to quote it lift up our eyes to the mountains uh, uh, in quote while, while asking where our help comes from with the obvious right quote it comes from the Lord the maker of heaven and earth and depending on which translation you read often it says Jesus went up to uh, mountain sides to pray. I can't help it, but I was looking. There are a lot of scriptures about mountains in the Bible. Um, I've been fortunate this past year. uh, I've gotten a chance to climb two different mountains, Mount Whitney, which is roughly uh, a little over 14,500 feet, and Mount Uncompahgre, which uh, is, I believe, a little over 14,300. Now, neither of those climbs were, were easy. However, hiking it up isn't really so much, you know, the hard part, uh, mainly because there's so much beauty about the higher up, you know, that, that you walk, right? It can, it, can, it can even be distracting from the difficulty, right? The harder parts of climbing a mountain are the elevation issues that create issues with breathing. The harder you breathe, the harder it is to hike, and eventually you get to the really hard part, which is the climb, yeah, That's right. I said the climb because it's it's not all hiking, right? At some point on both mountains, there are places or what we call traverses, right? And then there is what mountaineers call a scramble. And it usually takes place near the top. A a scramble, and I'm just going to give you the definition, means to move or climb hastily, especially on all fours over rocks. It's, I'm not going to lie, it's scary and sketchy at the same time, at at both mountains this year were a series of traverses and scrambles that came with huge consequences, right? If you didn't take it seriously, if you didn't slow down, if you didn't think about what you were doing, the danger was real, and you had to take it serious. So why do it? Because... The peak is right there. It's just above the finish line, so to speak. It's right there where, where everything is kind of revealed. It's the mountaintop, right? It is on the mountaintop that Moses met with God. And, and this morning, our story picks back up uh, on the same mountain, uh, if, again, with your Bibles in chapter 4, verses 27, if you will turn there. All right, amen. Let's Let's read the word of God this morning. The Lord said to Aaron, go into the wilderness to meet Moses. So he went and he met him at the mountain of God and kissed him. And Moses told Aaron all the words of the Lord, which he had sent him to speak, and all the signs that he had commanded him to do. And then Moses and Aaron went and gathered together all the elders of the people of Israel. Aaron spoke all the words that the Lord had spoken to Moses, and did the signs in the sight of the people, and the people believed. And when they heard that the Lord had visited the people of Israel, and that he had seen their affliction, they bowed their heads and worshipped. Let's pray this morning. Father, Lord, take your word this morning, God, and do a mighty thing with it. Lord, allow those uh, who are here today and and, and are are listening, God, and hearing your word go out and go forth, Lord. May it not return void. May it be a deep seed within them, Lord, that you may water at your, at your will, God, and you may command its growth at your will, Father, in Jesus' name. And the whole house says amen, amen. Well, it begins on the mountain, right? Uh, both Moses and Aaron are there. This is the meeting before the meeting, right? Uh, That's what the first uh, verse, uh, that's what the first verse 28 is, right? It's the meeting with Aaron to get him on board with God's plan. Moses is doing what God told him to do. So Aaron is on board and now is time to get everyone else on board so that they go and they gather with all the elders and the other leaders of the people. They aren't winging it here. Listen, guys, they're not, they are doing and performing all that, that God told them to do. And at this point, they're just being obedient. They're they're just putting one leg in front of the other and walking as the Lord commands. Now, the people, after seeing the signs and wonders the Lord meant for them, they're now on board too. And this is the beginning. Where in the comfort of their own surroundings, they hear for the first time that God has heard their cry. He sees them. He's come to rescue them. This is the easy part of the story. The most hopeful part. This is the part of the journey to the mountain where you can see the peak, you can see the top, and it's so glorious, and it's so beautiful, but you've yet to really you know, feel any part of the climb. Your legs aren't hurting yet, the air is still thick, it's good, uh, there isn't anything dangerous that requires any traversing or scrambling. Uh, the Bible says that they bowed their heads and they worshiped. Pick it back up there in chapter 5 with me at, at verse uh, 1, and we'll probably read for a little bit. It says, afterward, Moses and Aaron went and said to Pharaoh, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, Let my people go, that they may hold a feast to me in the wilderness. But Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord, that I should obey his voice and let Israel go? I do not know the Lord, and moreover, I will not let Israel go. Then they said, The God of the Hebrews has met with us. Please let us go a three days journey into the wilderness, that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God, lest he fall upon us with pestilence or with the sword. But the king of Egypt said to to them, Moses and Aaron, why do you take the people away from their work? Get back to your burdens. And Pharaoh said, behold, the people of the land are now many, and you make them rest from their burdens. The same day, Pharaoh commanded the taskmasters, of the people and their foremen, you shall no longer give the, the people straw to make bricks as in the past. Let them go and gather straw for themselves. But the number of bricks that they made in the past, you shall impose on them and you shall by no means reduce it. For they are idle. Therefore they cry, Let us go and offer sacrifices to our God. Let heavier work be laid upon the men, that they may go labor at it and pay no regard to the lying words. So the taskmasters and the foreman of the people went out and said to the people, Thus says Pharaoh, I will not give you straw. Go and get your straw yourselves, wherever you can find it, but your work will not be reduced in the least. So the people were scattered throughout all the land of Egypt to gather stubble for the straw. The taskmasters were urgent, saying, Complete your work. Your daily task each day as when there was straw and the foreman of the people of Israel whom Pharaoh's taskmasters had set over them were beaten and were asked. Why have you not done all your task in making bricks today and yesterday is in the past? Then the foreman of the people of Israel came and cried to Pharaoh. Why do you treat your servants like this? No straw is given to your servants. Yet they say to us, make bricks and behold, your servants are beaten. But the fault is in your own people. But he said, you are idle. You are idle. That is why you say, let us go and sacrifice to the Lord. Go now and work. No straw will be given you, but you must still deliver the same number of bricks. The foreman of the people of Israel saw that they were in trouble when they said, you shall by no means reduce your number of bricks, your daily task each day. They met Moses and Aaron who were waiting for them as they came out from Pharaoh. And they said to him to them, the Lord look on you and judge because you have made us stink in the sight of Pharaoh and his servants and have put a sword in their hand to kill us. Then Moses turned to the Lord and said, O oh Lord, why have you done evil to this people? Why would you ever send me? For since I came to Pharaoh to speak in your name, he has done evil to this people, and you have not delivered your people at all. It's a lot of scripture I know, but here we are, right? Now, now it all is about to begin. It was it was kind of talk before, but now the, the talk is put forward into motion. The chain of events that are about to take place have set the ball rolling that will lead to the freedom of, of the Jewish nation but but this is just the beginning it's it's going to be a long road it's it's interesting to me how we never we never really think like that when when god says he's going to do something our instinct is that god will take the quickest road to accomplish what we want right or accomplish what he wants right and in that we really make him so human as if he's lazy like us as if he is short-sighted folks listen church I can tell you from the truth, the mountaintop is never, ever easy, ever. God warned Moses that he would harden the heart of Pharaoh. He warned Moses that it would be difficult. It shouldn't be a surprise that Pharaoh would only turn this event around on the people of Israel rather than, than life getting easier. It's just, it's just going to get harder. And, and right now, I know for my house, we're in the middle of this Daniel's fast In my house. We have good intentions on why we are fasting. And literally every time we fast, right, I I somehow always feel falsely romanticized, like I falsely romanticize the process. I think that it's going to be such a spiritual thing where the Holy Spirit will be so thick and, and, and because we're all trying to consecrate ourselves to the way of God, but that isn't how it actually is at all, right? Most of the time I'm just hungry and miserable. I can't stop thinking about what I really want to eat and how unspiritual I really am. You see, my expectations are rarely ever met, mainly due to my inadequacies. However, that is the road of fasting and even praying. Often we're shown our limitations and our weakness in that. Why? To give us humility so that God can finally use us. And here is the first scramble, the first real hard part, the first real sign of difficulty. Here's where most people turn around right? Moses and Aaron did what God told them to do. They showed the people and the people gave them their support. They went to Pharaoh and made their case, but Pharaoh made the work harder and only more difficult. The hard work just got harder and that was the result, right? Look at verse 21 again. The Lord look on you and judge because you have made a stink in the sight of Pharaoh and his servants and have put a sword in their hands to kill us. This is their faith, right? It lasted about a day, and before we get too high and mighty and we judge them on their behavior, we have to remember we're not better than them. I can't tell you how many times I have, re- I have really given up on a promise from God. Even though the scriptures are plain that God is not a man that he should lie or a son of man that he should change his mind, has he said and will he, and will he not do it? Or has he spoken and will he not fulfill it? Numbers 23, 19. God isn't like us. God doesn't fail. He keeps his word. His promises are sure. Remember the frustration of Jesus when it came to his disciples not being able to heal a boy? Matthew seventeen seventeen, and Jesus answered, O faithless and twisted generation, how long am I to be with you? How long am I to bear with you? Bring him here to me. Can I be honest? I, I wonder how much we frustrate God. We're so much like Moses at times, so sure in the beginning, but at the first sign of trouble, we start to question everything. Remember what tithing was like? Oh, man. Joy and I tell people all the time about the blessing of tithing, but we also tell them that the first thing that will happen to them once they start tithing is that the devil will come to steal their faith and their joy and their trust in God. There will be a a season of doubt. Absolutely. It will be hard at first, but the more you learn to trust God with your finances, the less hold they will have on you. Also, the more miracles you'll see in your life once you learn to trust God with your money. Still between you and a miracle are many, many things. Lack of faith, lack of focus, lack of discipline, lack of belief. Moses was so sure. He told Aaron and convinced him, They told the elders of Israel and convinced them. But now it's hard. Now he has to scramble a bit and traverse a little bit. The road doesn't look easy anymore. The summit seems so high. Moses questions why God ever sent him in the first place. And now look at verse 23 one more time. Moses says, you have not delivered your people at all. Now Moses questions God's integrity. Church, that's a scary place to be. Isn't it interesting how quickly Moses went from being scared of God at the burning bush to be able to call God out on the carpet like he's just anybody? Do you remember what happened to Job when he questioned God? Job 38, 2 and 4, Who is this that darkens counsel by words without knowledge? Dress for action like a man. I will question you, and you will make it known to me. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. You ready for that conversation? You ready, for, you, re, you ready to dress for action like a man when God says that kind of stuff? I'm not going to lie. That terrifies me. And yet, that isn't what God does here. Even though his integrity comes into question. You no, know, God just reaffirms Moses, chapter 6, verse 1. But the Lord said to Moses, Now you shall see what I will do to Pharaoh. For with a strong hand he will send them out. And with a strong hand, he will drive them out of his land. Everyone say now right? God says, now you will see what I will do. This is just the beginning. We aren't even at the hard parts yet, Moses. Don't get tired on me now. Don't give up hope on me now. I am just beginning. I am just getting started. I am about to flow in signs and wonders upon the earth that they have never seen before and will never see again. It will be unprecedented and ripple throughout history. Both the Jews and the Egyptians will never forget it. And church, This morning, neither should you. It's always going to be hard the closer we get to the mountaintop. It's the nature of the mountain. If you want to experience the top of the mountain, it starts with hiking up the trail. But listen, the air gets thinner, yet the trail stays the same. Our bodies get tired. Our legs get sore. And then we might have to traverse a bit, taking the switchbacks. Well, we'll go left and then right. and It will seem as if we're taking the long way up, but it's the best way without killing you physically and even spiritually. And then comes the scramble up steep ledges and rocks. But if we're going... If we stay the course, if we keep holding fast, and if we believe, we will see the summit. And it's there that we will join the Lord and behold his glory. Isn't this where you want to be? Aren't you tired of fighting and resisting God? Aren't you tired of the weight of the backpack? Why don't you hand it off? Why don't you give it off to him, man? This is what you need. This is what you need. You know this. Let's close in prayer. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word this morning. We pray that you would hold us fast to these things, God. And that as it gets harder, God, we would lean more on you and rely more on you than our own flesh. Forgive us, God, when we question you and we question the things that you do. Lord, we're only human, and we thank you for your grace in these moments, God. We love you. In Jesus' name, and the whole church says, amen, amen. Guys, I love you. I love you, and so does the Lord. You be blessed today.